0: Hello, and welcome to talking baseball where shifts are dead and the bases are big Wow (laughs) Hey Welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by Seat Geek. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. We got Trevor wearing a glove in the middle mm. and producer BBD in the corner. As I said, we are brought to you by Seat Geek. And with baseball season coming up, maybe, hopefully, you got to use Seat Geek to get your tickets. They rate every ticket from zero to 10 to make sure you're getting a good deal. Green means good. Red means bad. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. And we have a code, Code Talkin. Hmm. Get you $20 off tickets at SeatGeeks. $20 off your first purchase with Code Talkin. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app, Code Talkin. I think my wife just used that over the weekend. She asked me, don't you have a code for this? I said, yeah.
1: And it worked. Trev, how are you? James, thank you for the uh, segue. I'm doing great. I also might have to use uh, code TALKING from SeatGeek. I'm looking to go to a tennis match mm. uh, with Olivia. It's out here in Palm Springs, so maybe I'll have to go use that. Um, I had a great weekend. It's going to be TALKING SHOP with the boys, the Diamondbacks, or like I guess we're really not the Diamondbacks, as I said on our last pod, but Coach Trev Snakes, 1-0, baby. First place in our Pinto B division. Hell, yeah. What was the um, score? We walked him off 11 to 10. Uh, you know, usually I like to give all the credit to the players, but I absolutely outcoached the other nice. manager. So a lot of it fell on me, but uh, the guys did great. And really it was nice to get some ball in since there's a
2: lockout still happening. Jake, what's up, bro? James, Trevor, BBD, everyone live in the chat. Thanks for your patience. Uh, tech monster. Tech monster my guy Trevor Plouffe, FaceTimed me while he was at the gym obviously it's where he lives that's where he breeds. Uh, he walked me through it he uh Jim he busted out some strategy he uh chess mastered Trevor Plouffe in his little league game so he uh you know maybe we'll save it for the end of the episode but I mean, very inter- excited! Young, I was part of Young coaching Joe a lot Madden. Of,
0: I was part of coaching a lot of little league teams.
2: Young Joe Madden
0: I had my head wrapped in the strategy a lot. So we'll talk shop, Trev. I'm I'm I can't I'm wait I'm to. Interested? Tell you. Okay, we'll do it at the end of the show, though. People came to hear about the the new rules and an update on the on the uh, negotiations, which is so funny to me that the fake deadline. We were getting updates nonstop, and now it's like. Back to what it was, but we're still gonna miss games. But there's no sense of urgency anymore. We're still gonna miss games. Like
2: every day we don't get a deal, we're missing. They're they're gonna announce today that they're missing more games. Never been a real deadline. That was my that was my light bulb moment in like November. No deadline.
0: Yeah, but like you know, when you hear from the player side that the urgency was just all made up, but they were meeting for like twelve hours. I don't know. It's super bizarre to me, this whole thing. Like, there was a huge sense of urgency. They announced that we're missing two series. They're supposed to announce today that we might be missing more games, which they will, obviously. And and there's just no sense of urgency in the negotiations anymore. Stupid.
2: Nothing I say should be important to anyone. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, you know, we we've had... Either side – now. I I don't want to say the other one. Both sides, that's just out of my vocabulary now. After that last time I just said it right now, never going to say it again. Either side has come out and said the negotiation or the proposal has gone backwards. That's not what you want to hear when you're looking to get this lockout done with and baseball started. And again, you know, I feel like I'm still pretty optimistic, but I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know why I'm so optimistic because every single person I talk to is – the exact opposite.
2: Yeah. It's the, uh, it, it's, it's what's the real deadline. Trades don't get done to the trade deadline. Cause they want to figure all that out. Um, there's the rumors of the 25 games with the RSNs uh being an actual push point for the owners. Cause that's when they'd have to give money back to the regional sports networks. Cause a lot of their deals are for like 145 games. And then they have the floater games on other networks. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That could be nothing. The owners could be sunk in, ready to punt on that. I'm
0: subscribed to that theory.
2: Jimmy's subscribed to
0: that theory. I, May 1st, I think suddenly out of nowhere.
2: Oh.
0: Like, I think the owners, I mean, it's not a new theory, but I I think that is. I, I don't know where that rumor comes from. I haven't, like, looked into it. But May 1st seems to be the day where the owners finally say, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk Here. about
1: it. There's a real dark side mm. to the calendar watching, and I kind of want to get out ahead of it because I really feel I'm going to use a, an adjective here, and it's this word carries a lot of weight. I think when we're calendar watching, yes, we're talking about RSNs, and when the clubs would have to pay back money for the for their contract. But I'm also watching to see if they're going to talk about service time manipulation. We already know that's prevalent in the negotiations. If we're not going to – if they're going to hold that over the players and say, hey, you're not going to get a full year of service time because we only played X amount of games, that could affect so many people within the game. We're talking all of our boys, all of our Harvard Wesley boys. We're talking Shohei. We're talking all these dudes that can – the teams were able to steal an extra year of control, the ultimate fu to all these, you know, bargaining sessions. So the word I'm going to use to describe it is evil. Ooh. If they come out and say, hey, we're not going to give you your full years of service time, when they implemented the lockout themselves, that is a diabolical and evil plan. They already said that. They said maybe not pay. Service time, if that's not in there, oh, that's absolutely evil. I see what you're saying. That is evil. Controlling somebody for an extra year just because you can, just because earmuffs, everybody, just because fuck it. They better not do that. I, I honestly don't believe they will do that. I, I believe they'll honor the full service time. Um, but if they try to hold it over the player's head or they try to say, you know what, we're not going to do it, straight up evil shit, and I won't stand for it. I don't know what I'll do but I'll do something drastic.
2: Oh. Like that.
1: Yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, I saw somewhere posted I think if like Pete Alonso if if he misses 15 days or games of service time this year, like his free agency gets pushed a whole calendar year. So man, that's where the deeper and deeper we get into this. Like the more problems we run into. Where are teams going to do spring training? The minor league season's about to kick off. Are we going to have teams practicing at their home stadiums again, not playing against other teams? It's, uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, the further you dig, the the worse it gets. And you're right. I mean, we're still not making progress on repeat. The CBT and the playoff format. One, the players are trying to move. The other, the owners are trying to move. And until we get those... I just don't know. So I'm I'm interested to see, is that, is the TV calendar, is that what makes the owners start to give in a little bit? Uh, the players, how are things going in there? You know, I know you've got your feelers out. I don't think guys are getting too hot yet because they anticipated this coming, but when when do they start getting nervous? So, um, Or, you know, is it even worse than that? Are, are both sides ready to actually sink their heels in and let this go? as long as it needs to, for players to get the change they want that they feel is overdue. I don't know.
0: And the and the, well, the, la- the last we heard, sorry, Trev, do you have anything?
1: No, I just, the, the Gary Kaplan, who's the baseball ops dude for MLB, I believe that's his name, came out yesterday and said we're going backwards with this deal. Just, it sounds like both sides are just, I said it like, gosh.
2: <laughs> Why don't you want to say both sides? Because it's become like taboo. It's like saying
1: millionaires versus billionaires.
2: Gosh, now I don't gotcha. want to say that ever again either. You can, I get that one. Both sides is like there's two sides negotiating. Anyways,
1: the heels are dug in, man. Because the people that uh, are
0: annoying on the internet, they have taken all context away from the phrase both sides. So if you say it, no matter what context you use, the people that want to be mad are going to be mad at you. Is why Trev's avoiding it? Yeah, people are going, I'm going trying be mad. to avoid
2: it. There's two sides here. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a both sides stan. There's three well, sides: to pro this.
0: owner, the fans, have a player. side player.
2: I'm pro both sides.
0: Um, the last we heard, when the 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 players were upset, um, hmm. Ross Stripling shared it with everyone that at the end of the. Uh, fake deadline the owner said here's our best offer and they they slipped in the rule changes without them talking about it and the players were upset about that they slipped in the bigger bags the regulate the shift and the uh pitch lock and the players were upset because they kind of just slipped it in the final deal and now we're hearing that the players are giving in or have given in on all of those hopefully in exchange for something else
1: everything Like, really think about this. We've said now we're going to ban the shift. We're going to do bigger bases. We're going to do a pitch clock, okay? We said we're going to do ads on the jerseys. We already gave two teams. We increased the playoff teams by 20%. Already gave that. Now we're talking about increasing it by another two teams. Like, give, 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 give. And the owners don't even want to up the CBT, which doesn't even affect 90% Ninety percent of the league. I don't understand. It blows my mind. They care about the CBT. Are they worried about one runaway spender in the entire league? They're worried about Steve Cohen that much. Like I don't. They understand are. They the said they're worried contention. about.
0: They said they're worried about the Mets and the Dodgers.
1: That's like was like reported out there. The Braves won the World Series last year. Go look at their payroll.
0: They're not upset. They're not wor- They're not worried about the competitiveness of it those teams don't care about winning they're worried about driving up the prices of the when they want to get players
1: they're never like the teams that are always going to be whining about like the cbt are never going to go out and spend and get the a free agents they're just not when, when's the last time a, one of those teams went out and made a big splash like that
0: Uh, According to Heyman, who's got sources everywhere, the Rays offered Freddie Freeman a big contract. Who?
2: It didn't say big contract.
0: Oh, it didn't say big? I thought it did. I missed the team. Who? The
2: The Rays Rays offered Freddie Freeman a contract before the lockout.
0: I mean, according to
1: Heyman, so. I've been beefing with report. I got so much beef right Mm. now. Making bolognese. In baseball Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Sure do. You got that one, Jake. I sure
2: do. I am. I'm half bullies. It's unbelievable.
1: You got to keep check on people. You got to like say, hey, listen, no. uh, Buster Olney, my guy. He said, I'm talking to agents. They're worried about uh, free agent uh, prices coming down after the lockout so teams can recoup some of the money they've lost. No, you haven't been. No agent in their right mind would ever say that to a reporter. Hmm. No agent. And if you are that agent, you are the worst agent in the history of agents. That's like rule number one. Don't say that prices are going to go down. It's always this. I mean, that's just, it's just false. You're putting false things out there on Twitter. I don't like it.
0: It's fair. It's fair for you not to like it. Do you want to talk about the rule changes that they agreed upon? We talked about it a little last time. Um, I gave my spiel last episode, but maybe we have new listeners coming. I think we can all say that. Um, I don't know, Trev. I don't know if you say this. I think you do. I don't want to speak for you. I can speak for Jake because I know that me and him just said it on a different platform. If if you're acting like you care about the bases getting bigger, you don't. And please stop faking a reaction. No one cares. Yeah, the basis thing. I, I don't. No one cares. Too
2: it, many people are faking an like inch? they
0: have an opinion on it.
1: I think it's two uh, inches. It's and it's supposed to be for player safety. That's that's the kind of what we're going for here. Maybe and in the, the, the miners, the they tested well. the minors
0: for player safety slash bringing speed into the game, thinking bringing that like they the might game, just yeah. be like speed might help if you get there a little quicker. But they're not only bigger; they're like ridged. They're they're not as tall. So like it like sliding, jamming fingers and stuff. They're a little angled. They have ridges, so the water falls off, and they're bigger.
2: Yeah, I mean Trev. I guess my thing is sounds and, great. You know, <laughs> sounds I, awesome. I yeah. know. I know we go to me for a lot of the player stuff, but uh, a I mean two inches in each direction, four inches. A not bad. Um, but B, I remember showing up to a baseball field, and back in my day. Um, you know, sometimes you had the rubber bases that went in the ground. Sometimes you showed up to fields, and they had those, like, pillow bases that would be, like, like kind of in the ground. They'd come off every play, and you have to reset them. I never walked away from a baseball game in my life and said, those damn bases. The bases got us today. The bases got you know, us today.
1: The only time I've ever done that are with the current big league bases. They will get slippery as shit sometimes.
0: So yeah that they're supposed they have like a grip on them, and then they have mm-hmm. waterproof stuff, so they're supposed to you're supposed to not be able to like on a rainy day or a wet day like you have your foot just slide, so I mean, yeah, we're done with that. The bases are gonna get a little bigger. The next one is the pitch clock, and we talked about this last episode. I've never watched a game or been watching a game and thought, I wish this pitcher would slow down, so <laughs> I'm, yeah, all no, for, I'm all for the pitch clock. Like, There's going to be moments. No one moments, will
1: notice. That's the thing. No one will notice. No one will
0: notice. There might be times in, in the first season. So this all isn't even happening for 2022 if we get a season. It's 2023. There may be times where a pitcher gets a ball because he doesn't throw the pitch in time. I think that's the um,
2: um, punishment. Maybe there's a warning in a ball. Maybe there's a warning. Like and
0: there might be like a handful of times where it happens as we grow into this. But five years down the road when you don't even notice, no one's ever getting in trouble, but the pace is quicker and you don't have human rain delays in the mound, that is gonna be for the better
1: of the sport. So I I, I applaud that one. I, I think so too. And there's ways to avoid getting a ball. Like I played with this with the pitch clock before. I mean, you just step off. Yeah. You just have to be engaged on the rubber before the before the pitch clock runs out. Then you can step off call time. Most guys don't. They pitchers like getting into a rhythm honestly like this is it's not for anyone but I think the pitchers are probably going to it's going to make them better if anyone like hitters like defensively you're going to be stoked because like you said James not going to be a human rain delay on the mound hitters are ready to go you can call time if you need to uh I mean there's nothing wrong with this and I'm 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 totally fine this is very similar to the bases with me it's fine yeah, same.
2: Yeah, I, I think th- this one, bases, yeah, are definitely on my low end because you can only spin that so many ways. If you do, you, you start going to the deep regions of this. It, you know, you wonder, are pitchers stepping off too much? Are we doing more lollipop throws to first base? Because those do get under my skin a little bit. Like, if, if we're just doing that to do that. And then it becomes, what time do we land on and the enforcement of it? Are, are we going to have hard O-umps that that... The nineteenth second ticks, and then it's a ball. You when, bet your ass the, we're gonna have hard. O- exactly. Out there. So, so I mean that's, and I think that's what's getting me, and I know where this is eventually gonna end up in shifts. Where these are gonna be the first iteration of the rules, and it's gonna be interesting to see how they're enforced. Because like we talked, and I, I, said this a lot on Wake and Jake this morning, but um, you know the the CBA, the owners look at the CBA and they say, what's the best way we can manipulate this? to better our business slash team. Baseball teams, they look at the rules and they say, what's the best we can do to manipulate these rules to have a better performance? And that's how you get to shifts and stuff. So I'm interested to see what spins off of these that we just don't know, that you've got to do it. And I know we've had a season of the minor leagues for the bases and stuff, and we're hoping for some increased base running. But interested to see how pitchers navigate this, see if – if, if your clever hitters can do anything to get in the pitcher's head to milk that clock a little bit with maybe a, a foot out of the box. I wonder, if there's, I wonder if there's pitcher analytics that come out that are like, oh, if the pitcher throws it in the first five seconds, the batting average goes up 100 points or something. Who knows? Um, but again, I'm digging pretty deep for those. And no, it's not a we're going to speed up the game to grab new fans. It's just there are points in a baseball game that you do have to be honest with yourself where it's like, hey, let's throw the ball. I mean, some of our friends of this podcast, Ryan Yarbrough, I'll be honest. Yarby, Yarby moves slow. I love him. Nice guy. Played some cards with him. Don't know if the vid ever got out. Ryan Yarby, good guy. Got to sling it a little quicker, my guy. And they're already doing this in the minors, like we said, so
1: the the only thing a pitcher can do timing wise that'll piss a hitter off is if he works really fast like you know there are some guys who are just like ready and as soon as you step in the box and you have your hand up like hey let me dig my foot in bro like let me get my foot in and then as soon as you drop your hand he's on you that's the worst thing for a hitter so like Same. i said i think the pitch clock's going to help pitchers just continue to get in a rhythm um but really it's just it, it's good it's easy you really
2: won't notice it it's one of those things. Jim was doing that to me in Blitzball the other day. I was getting frustrated. Oh
0: my god, Jake was taking so long. He was stepping out after every pitch. I had pitch. to. You were Speedy Gonzalez in me. You were. He was it's stepping tough. out and then like doing the Jeter bounces every pitch. bounce. I was like, come on. I would,
1: I would do when I was pitching. I'd have some. I'd be like this. A guy would step out, and then I would. I wouldn't even get off the mound. I would just stay on the mound. Same thing right there. And then as soon as he was back in toss, so you have to
0: judge doesn't step out at all. He doesn't even move his feet after a ball or a strike planted. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and then the next one is the shift. And I don't even know if like, they're saying banned, but I think people are jumping the gun. Cause we don't know the new, the new rules around this. We don't know how this is going to change the outcome of games, but it sure will. So, when you're betting at DraftKings, you got to take this into account in 2023. The shift is implemented. So, now you need guys that are athletic to play defense. No more sticking a guy at second base just because you know exactly where to place him so he only has to move a step or two to his left or right. You're going to bring the athleticism back to defense, and that's going to be fantastic. Mm. So when you uh, go to DraftKings and you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, make sure you keep that in mind when you bet. For now, use promo code JOMBOY, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win. With promo code JOMBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 plus restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. But yeah, I don't. We don't know. Like the, the word ban, I don't think it's going to be a full ban. We don't know how they're if they're regulating it just in the infield, if they're regulating it just in the outfield. I know in the minor leagues they did half the season where they regulated it, where two on one side, two on the other side. Then they did half the league where they regulated like four on the dirt, three on the outfield grass. I don't know what we're doing here. I has it been said? I've just heard that they agreed to to ban
1: it. I, I don't think we have any details on it yet. I, I'd assume it's going to be uh, in the infield. Two guys on one side of second base. Two guys on the other side of second base. That's what I'm. Uh, I'm assuming.
0: I that's the simplest way when you think about it. I'd assume that as well. Feed and we're.
1: I think we've. You guys have talked about it. I'm sure already. But I we I think are all on the same page here. Where kind of like that. I wanted all idea. three of these rules. Oh, I
0: didn't want the bigger bases, but I I wanted the shift regulated and the pitch clock, so and sort of it was sort of the players and sort of the owners and sort of everyone. This wasn't even like I don't think this was the players giving in. I know they did, Trev, but I I think they were just like, "Hey, let us think about it before you put it in a deal and then tell us we have an hour to sign it." And then they yes. thought about it and they're like, "Yeah, that's fine."
1: Well, the pitchers are going to be a little This is again like I'm not saying they're trying to divide, but this, it will be a little bit of a division uh, for players. Pitchers aren't going to want this. Pitchers want the shift in place. They want all the advantages they can get. Cause that's how they are. They, they don't really want to fight fairly because that's the starting pitcher mentality. But listen, I think this is going to be good. If it's what we're talking about, like the, the four guys in the infield dirt and three guys in the outfield doesn't make any sense to me because you can still shift everyone. You just can't play them deep, that's, that would be the only,
0: well, yeah, all those, those, those second basemen playing shallow, to right. to outfield. take away the
1: double. Yeah. The Martini. But you could still shift there and just, it's just going to be a hot shot at you, which it's pretty easy to feel though. So
0: yeah, I'm actually like, I would be fine if that's what they, if that's what they did and there were still three guys on the right side, they just had to be on the dirt. I still think that that is better. Than having infielders play outfield. That's when I really have a problem, where I think you're ruining, you're literally taking away exciting plays and making them boring, which is bad for the entertainment of the fan. I understand that, hey, if it's allowed, then yes, use your brain, utilize it, be better. But making an entertaining product in sport is saying, well, how do we make this more enjoyable for the viewer? And I don't wanna see a guy look at a piece of paper and then walk three paces to the right and then it's hit right at him. I'm not playing a video game or a simulation. I want to see a guy react to a ball, run after it, make a diving catch. So I mean I've for the last couple of years I've been big proponent of this. I I'm excited.
2: Yeah it gets it gets really tricky. I mentioned first iteration before for the for the shot clock. I'm interested to see where this lands, because you're right. I mean, the easiest way that we can say is either two guys on each side of the second base bag, feet on the infield. Is that where it lands? I'm not sure. Because um, I caught myself in a little bit of a trap because, you know, I was saying kind of the, the one of the consistent baseball things like how, how many balls have we seen hit right back up the middle that have turned into outs uh, that for 120 years were base hits and a nice piece of hitting and what coaches taught you you know, hit it right back up the middle. And then there's a shortstop or a second baseman there, and it's an easy out or an easy two outs. Um, I guess, you know, depending how the rules are written, could there still be a guy there? Is the shortstop playing right next to the bag and they're still there on a big lefty shift? That's where I'm I'm with you. I was more excited than I thought when I saw that they've agreed to ban the shift because um, I've i I'd been on that side. But when I actually read the words, I was like, this is good. Baseball needs this. This is a step in the right direction. I think it's going to be pretty tricky to to designate what goes on because I I go back to quote unquote traditional defense, and I I love the strategy between you know no doubles defense. You got the first baseman and third baseman guarding the line, or the third baseman's got to come in to guard bunts. Like there's there's only so much stuff that you can regulate without messing with the quote unquote baseball we know and love. And I don't feel like we're addressing the outfield, which I think is just as much a problem as the infield. Like I I know the infield eats up more balls, especially those lefty shifts, but the Buxtons, the Kiermeyers, the guys that are so special about going out and getting it, when they're in the middle of center field and they go out to that 380 sign in right center and hunt a ball down, that's as good as baseball gets for me. That's what I like. When they're standing out there and Kiermaier takes one step back on the warning track because he started there anyway, that ain't great. So that's that's where I'm interested to see where they land on these rules. I'm interested to see the the revolution of them because we know with a new rule, they're going to come in a little timid, a little scared about it because they don't want to overstep and dilute their product the other way. But uh, there's things, other things that will need to happen along the way uh, with the defensive shifts. And it, it really does get into a tricky area, like between playing up the middle or, you know, there's some, there used to be something beautiful to a center fielder either shifting slightly one way or the other and moving a couple steps in and moving a couple steps back and reacting to how the pitcher was pitching them and where they've hit it previously and all of that. And that's been gone. That's been absolutely gone. So I, I really want to see where those rules land. And uh, if there's room for growth or how firm are we getting with them?
1: I think that we have to look at the shift. Like we look at a lot of things um, like moderation. Like it was cute when the Rays were shifting a lot. Like, oh, look at that Wiley, Joe Madden doing a bunch of weird stuff down there. But when every single team is doing it, it's not so cute anymore. Like, it's just, it, it gets annoying. It's like, look, you got one one little baby. Cute. 100 babies? Not cute. Scary. It's like nightmare stuff.
0: When we went to the World Series, and it was raised Dodgers in 2020, and we saw, like, how much Turner moved from third base to shallow right field, I think Jake and I were all like, this sucks. Like This it's isn't, stupid. this is, like, a waste of time and kind of just, like, kills... I don't know it's just you're rooting for you're rooting for um, data in a sense and not athleticism keep keep paper out of baseball it's my mantra
1: yeah I like that and people are going to be like Ted Williams got shifted mm. bro Ted Williams hit 400 when he was getting sh-. Ted Williams has the greatest bat to ball skills maybe of all time number one and number two, it was still cute back then. Only It only happened a few times. Yeah, and, and they'll figure out a new thing. Now.
0: Whatever the rules are, teams will, the Rays will figure out a new smart way to like play within them better than other teams. So you're still going to have that aspect of you know, winning on the margins or whatever, or taking advantage of the opportunities that other people don't even know exist. You just also have more reactionary defensive plays, which is good for baseball. And hits. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hitters got to be happy about this. There's, there's no doubt. Pitchers are going to whine about it a little bit. Uh, I'm sure some already are, uh, but this is a good thing for hitters and the game. I think it's. I think it is good for the game.
2: It's. It's funny when you actually put down the parts of baseball that are entertaining and where a home run and a strikeout land on the list. Um, and when you're talking about balls in play or base running or defensive plays. That's where it is. I mean, I I know sometimes we laugh at some accounts that, you know, are just posting home runs and stuff online. And you're like, this ain't it. Like, you've seen a couple homers. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple special homers that stop you, and you're like, oh, (laughs) I like that. But, man, the defensive highlights and the base running, and when you're watching that live, like, that's kind of what makes baseball beautiful. So, um. I don't know. Home runs are
0: the most boring highlight in sports. I mean,
2: I don't, I feel like people, that used to
0: be a common phrase. I didn't, and like, I've heard people say that. And, but now people are obsessed with them. But like, if it was Sports Center top 10 and like number five came on when I was a kid in high school and it was just a home run, I'd be like, that is visually, like I've seen that already. Give me a robbed home run or a guy getting thrown out the plate or a guy throwing a guy, a runner out from his ass any day of the week.
2: Yes, i have when the ball goes out of bounds in soccer as my least boring highlight
0: has that ever been a highlight oh, oh.
2: Out. out
0: yeah
2: okay throw it in some good throwing so
1: sometimes i don't like that we all agree and we we agree <laughs> On everything today. I'm not really sure I like that. I'd like to yell at Jake a little bit. Um, Okay, I got something
0: that that you might disagree with me on. They're putting advertisements on jerseys now. Mm. They're allowing this, um, which allows the league and the owners to make more money off of the players that will be wearing these advertisements, which is giving the owners more ways to profit, which means that they should definitely not give the players more money, right? Or you disagree with that?
1: I heard it was $100 million, $100 million plus in revenue a year.
0: 170 to teams. But why? why, if the players give them the right to do that and agree to that, why the hell would the players expect more money?
1: I I just, I don't know, man. Like I said, this seems like we've been giving we've been giving stuff up. When I say we, the players' association, has been giving stuff up this entire time. It's just been like slowly, like okay, like we want to move negotiations forward. So here's a little, like here, and it doesn't seem like that's been reciprocated to the other side. And I I mean, look, obviously everyone knows I'm biased, but it, objectively, it seems that way, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it all depends where we land and there's no <laughs> landing area in sight. Um Do we the, have do we have basketball fans in the chat? Or are you, Jake, do you watch a lot of basketball? Um, I mean this time of year, especially without spring training, college basketball has become a, a big part and I need NBA basketball is getting tougher for me. I mean, the playoffs are going to be awesome. That's where NBA like, has the win, but that's kind of the whole discussion. Like, NBA's regular season doesn't do really anything for me, but their playoffs are pretty cool. You get really good stars and really good matchups that you can watch any game. Um, and baseball wants to copy that approach, and that's not exactly how it works.
1: You want a different direction than I was going to go with this. Directions. I
2: want to know if the patches on the uniforms
1: bother anyone. Oh,
2: not at all. Not at all. It's a... Uh, Like anything, it's, it's kind of like the, uh, the basis, um, you know, I, in your head, it sticks out and Hey, we, we all love our team's jerseys and different jerseys have different meanings to everyone. I don't know. It's a crazy amount of money to put a little patch on there. That doesn't matter at all. They do this in almost every sports league around the world.
0: I'm looking at the NBA patches. This is what they're going to do. I mean, is it limited to a patch? Or are they going to do like like uh, overseas where it's like? I think whole, it's going to be a patch. I think it's a patch. Yeah, it's just oh, a who the fuck two? cares about? There he that.
1: is. You yeah. can barely see it. That's I kind of that's my take on the NBA jerseys, but I don't watch a lot of NBA, so I don't know if it like bother people to see that on the like the wish thing on the Lakers uh, jersey. Like I, I get like Yankees fans are probably going to be the people that have the biggest problem with this. Oh, because, man, because, Yankees like, fans because are upset when the your, Nike
0: logo was on there.
1: Yeah, you guys hold your jerseys very highly where I think other fan bases play like, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever. I live with Jake for like two years. Everyone do that, and you like won't care about ads at all. Or anything. People, like some people, like it. we talked about this. <laughs> I before. wear you down. People like hate yeah. commercials, and it's like. Yeah. <sighs> how do you think the world works? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get people who just like. Just hate ads all the time. Like, how do you think things exist? People have to pay for them.
1: But what if you get a really bad company on your team? It's like doesn't work. I the mean, Yankees I have happening. TikTok all over their stuff. It's like whatever. That's that's a, Is, are, what are the Yankees going to get? I want to know that. What probably what? TikTok?
0: There they have TikTok, TikTok everywhere. Like Yankees are brought to you by TikTok right now.
1: It's all over the stadium. It's everywhere. So. I can see the Yankees being associated with China.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's where baseball is a thousand percent going to screw the pooch. They're going to get involved <laughs> with some companies that, like, you shouldn't have sponsored your jersey. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I remember how much of a thing it was in basketball you don't even notice. Um, you know, even, even a jersey as okay. prestigious as the Lakers, your lake show, Trev, um, you're right, dude. Like that, you barely notice it. You don't care. Um, and the amount those companies pay for it, like, yeah. Like, that's one of the few times that I think any person should be able to actually put themselves, you know, put yourself in the owner seat. And I told you, you could put a patch on your team's jersey, and basically that rakes you in $20 million. You're doing that. Uh, I think there's a lot of other situations where we look at the owners and you said, well, you should do, if you just did this, this, and this, like this, where I th- I think the the fake Jake numbers I ran into the other day, and I I think it's one one of baseball's problem is, the owners are making ninety nine out of a hundred decisions purely business based, purely business, whatever makes that bottom line better. If they even went down to seventy five out of hundred decisions, and they mixed in those other twenty five decisions, were Baseball-motivated and fan-motivated, not necessarily the best thing for your bottom line, what it would do for the product in baseball, I think, would be unreal. Unreal. And that's kind of why we're here, right? Yeah. Oh, man. We should be talking about how— Baseball is
0: the most amount of ads already. Like, I went through Yankee game, I counted how many ads, I so it was 140, or it was like 84. Jimmy like, counted every ad. Counted he every could ad that was his with seat. In, in the stadium. in my seat that I could
1: 184? see.
0: 184? No, was, it was like 84, I think. Something like that. And then if you listen to a game on the radio every this and I'm just blind to it. Like I just don't even notice.
2: It's like you come back from the commercial, they do a little mention of something. Yeah. Oh, man. On top of just the normal commercials between every inning, you know, people
1: we- do have strong feelings about this. It's okay to have strong feelings about it. I, I, you know, I get it. I, I get. There's a lot of people who, I don't know. There's, there's baseball purists, man. And it's okay. Like, that's, if that's if that's your domain, let that be your domain. Forty seven. Okay. I just sorry. think that we're gonna have to. You got to accept a few things here and there. You really do, and I think the like a patch on the jersey is not that big of a deal. It's really not.
2: Like everyone listen to this, like have a genuine conversation with yourself about your shirts or shoes you wear and what the actual number. Don't make people look inside themselves. That's all I do. I live inside people. Trev ask Jimmy about the two years. Nobody um, wants to. Look no, in the Jake mirror. just loves
0: commercials. You'd, you'd watch commercials t- are funny. You'd watch a sh- you'd watch TV with Jake in college, and he would be laughing more at the commercials than the show. And
2: they've gone downhill.
0: They have, but it just made me appreciate like, hey, it's just people trying to get a laugh out of you because they want to sell you something. Marketing and it might major be, might be might be needed, might not, but uh,
1: part of life. Yeah, I mean. Every single piece of clothing you wear is a logo. I don't know if people know that. That's an ad. Whoa,
0: it's heavy. I was just say they already got Nike on the jerseys. Same. That's the same shit as the other patch. Whatever is going to be there. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. But I wouldn't want them to look like how like some of the European leagues look, where it's like you know.
1: That's where people. That's that's where the purest love comes in. Like, hey, here no, we go. Here, I, I, what's in, what's you, in ten years? You lose
0: the logo. Like I think, like like some of the Premier League teams, even like Ted Lasso, like the Quanta, or Quanticero or whatever it was, like that is like the main.
2: Looks like the team name sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But if
2: we're talking one patch, I. I'm not gonna care. And I mean, maybe that's the purest angle that a patch is gonna turn into more. I uh. I don't know. I mean, I guess it kind of shocks myself. Like, you know, I think of Manchester United, like sometimes they've got a giant Chevy Chevrolet logo on their chest. I really don't care. Um, So I I guess maybe I'm, I'm all the way too far on this one. Um, Looks like they might have a new sponsor team viewer. Let me buy whatever they sell advertising. Nate Nate
0: Steele wants you to, wants to have a a conversation with you in the chat about the current state of commercials. No one's doing funny anymore across the board. Movies, yeah, commercials. No one's doing funny.
1: All the, all the like the uh, what's it called the cell phone providers. They try to do like funny and quirky. I know what happened, Jake.
0: Everyone went the way of a mascot. You got Flo still out there doing her thing, and it's like guys.
1: Yeah,
2: she's pretty funny. Brand I recognition. I like Flo. And I mean, they've, you know, they have to play some of their stuff safe to the chest. Like, flow isn't the problem. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't label it on flow. I just, uh, it's so comical to me um, how uncomical a lot of commercials are. Like, think you either got to hit them one way or the other to remember your commercial, you got to strike an emotion, Uh, anger, fear. A lot of commercials have dogs barking, so they get your dog to bark. So that's how you remember that commercial. Yeah, that's really smart. Oh, man. Let me piss off my own household. So many like commercials have
0: doorbells right now.
2: Yeah. Mm. Remember the commercials were mixing in iPhone rings and stuff? And like, it's when you watch the Super Bowl, the commercial, you know, Hall of Fame, basically, the, the Super Bowl of commercials is literally during the Super Bowl. And what do we like? The one that makes us laugh, or the one that's most creative. Everyone remembers the QR code one from this year. Like, find an angle. Like, uh,
1: I don't know. That's what she said.
2: Oh,
0: Jake, will, Jake in normal life, will quote commercials from 2008 to 2012 at the con- nonstop. He did it the other day at yeah. the warehouse. Fucking cracked me up because nobody knew what he was talking about. And it was the Joe Pesci Snickers commercial mm. from huh. 2011.
1: Joe really, Pesci's Snickers yeah. commercial.
0: You're not you when you're hungry.
1: Yeah. Oh, love that. Those yeah. are good. Uh,
0: what what are you model? Gloves? Jake yeah. drops that line all the time. I'm like, no one knows what you're saying, man. Like just me. It's a really good joke.
1: I got a little, I got a little uh inside info. There's a possible Maddie staff commercial in the works. Possibly. Wow. I'm not even gonna say Disney anything World? else. Wow. I'm not gonna say anything else, but he showed me the script and it was Really good. A I good, think he's still deciding if he wants to do it, but it's really good. It'll be, you'll laugh at this one.
2: A good commercial has such good sticking power in your in our brains because you end up seeing the commercial so much. There's a dumb one from like so many years ago where they're using pay phones and they don't want to actually pay, so they're saying all the information through the payphone line. So they oh say, yeah,
1: we had a baby eats a boy. Bob had a baby eats a boy. <laughs> it's an
2: all time commercial. It's an all-time commercial. Like, find your angle. Uh, I used to do that in middle school. That's what she said. This 1-800-collect call
0: is from, Mom, dance is over. Can you pick me up? (laughs) That was how I
2: got picked up. That's how it works. That makes me feel so old. Yeah, it's dating a little bit.
0: But that was middle school. And that's your update from the MLB. I think there's nothing left.
2: Trev, tell us one of your middle school stories before we get out of here. Maybe that time middle the hair dye
1: dripped into your eyes, you were crying in math class. Nah this this one t- this one girl uh in middle school told me I had a big nose, and it stuck with me ever since. It's been my it's been <laughs> it's been my Achilles heel my entire life. You didn't and say until, I have a Roman
2: nose. Who is the girl?
1: I found out there's a term for it. Now I I praise my nose a Roman nose.
0: Yeah, Roman nose.
1: Her name was Stephanie. I ph or f and her and then her friend was ashley they both were making fun of me
0: sounds like a stephanie ph stephanie
1: unless she was like a mean hot girl then it's definitely an f they were like they weren't like super mean but they just said it you know kids are kids like are just really brutally honest maybe my nose was big back then
2: you don't think they're flirting at all
1: <sighs> you know now that i look back maybe yeah. they're just nagging you dog dog my nose, the Roman nose. Me and Jerry Blevins have one. Did you guys check that game out? Sure Warehouse did. Games YouTube channel.
2: Sure did. I did. You look good. Boring for this.
0: You a nice single off the off the monster? I robbed a couple, couple times. times. Yeah,
1: couple times.
0: A couple sh- good swings. Got to shoot him straight.
1: You guys know I rake lefties.
0: Everyone should have yeah. known
1: what was going to happen.
0: It is funny because I mean, oh, if someone, if no one's seen it, I guess we already spoiled it. The one pitch comes at your face, Trev. And I did the pitch ninja stuff on it because it's crazy. You get, like, scared and back away. And then you definitely clicked. You're like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to embarrass myself and get scared again. I'd rather let that hit the face. Let that hit me in the face, which then helped you just stay in on it. Because there was, like, the next pitch, the same pitch,
1: and you rock it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, make make some adjustments there. Yeah,
0: Yeah, game
2: tonight. First elimination game. First elimination game.
0: uh, Major League Wiffleball versus McFlurry Power.
1: Mm. That's a good matchup.
0: Yeah. A lot of characters in that game.
1: Hey, are you guys keeping the the speed limit?
0: Yes. uh, Yeah. Okay. The YouTube crowd that we've garnered, I think, is younger. I think Major League Wiffleball gave us a lot of younger, and they skew younger, and they kind of – just an angrier crowd than we've ever had on any of our YouTube channels. Which is true. Our, all of our comment sections are usually very like positive. So we're just getting a little more like angst mm. we've ever gotten, but there's a whole thread on Reddit, which, um, and everyone in there was like, thank God they got, they lowered the limit and there's actually balls in play now, which is how we felt. There's still a lot of tinkering to be yeah. done. I think we might widen the home run lane because we're, we're deep into the next season filming. Yeah, we filmed 16 uh games for the next season and we kept a lot of the same rules we we instituted a warning but they'll be changing as as if we feel like they're not good, we'll just
1: continue to change them. Yeah, we're doing it for the fans. Got to be the best uh entertainment that you can get. We're trying to be.
0: Yes. I mean, entertainment is not lacking. Even the games that might not have the, an amazing amount of action like the first four games, there's still moments that are just like bossy mm. losing his gum and picking it up off the warehouse ground and just putting it mm. right back in his mouth because he doesn't mm. know what else to do with it and then continuing as a bat. It's just mm. entertainment.
1: Those guys are grinders, bro. Mm. Like, And you know that we had a lot of back and forth. There was some disrespect happening. Yeah. Between that team and our team, and I had to, you know, we, we talked about it. There were some words shouted, mm. some fingers pointed.
0: Frisky was throwing as fast as you throw in his game against us. People had me What's thinking that? he was, like, lobbing it in. And then I rewatched the game, and I was like, well, he was hitting 62.
1: Yeah. And he had a touch. that's time. what you throw. It's very impressive, your
0: ability to throw it. And Jerry, you guys both adapted really well. Some of the other younger players don't adapt as well as you two were major leaguers.
1: Yeah. Adjustment proprioception. There is, I saw that in a couple of guys, frisky being one of them, trying to dial it back. It changes everything. Like, so you got to figure your grip a little bit, your release point, all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm sure he'll be working on it. And if he's back, there are some guys I'm scared of. They can make adjustments. Well,
0: it's team baggage versus forgotten Ron Ron and, uh, Basically semi-final, winner's bracket, final. Gotta, gotta, can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. Got to eliminate some of these teams first. So tonight, Warehouse Games you YouTube take. channel, check it out. For now, we'll see you later. We are doing an episode Wednesday. I believe we may have a guest, but after the technology wrangling that happened today, we will. Yeah, uh, we will think about that again. And then Thursday, we uh, fly to Arizona, and we should have a bunch of players coming and hanging out with us in the house. And we're doing like a ton of content, taking 30 people to Arizona. So it's going to be wild. And that's the episode. Assin. Oh, news? War- no.
2: Warren Moon. Assin. Warren Moon just followed me on Twitter. So,
0: one of the best athletes of all time. Whoops.
2: He's not good, he's fabulous. My dad's name is Warren.